Welcome to Remarkable Woman Radio. I am your host, Mandy Beverly. This is a podcast for women by women. As we know, a rising tide lifts all boats, but sometimes we know there can be a few stormy seas. So when the tough times happen, the proverbial hits the fan, what do you do? Who do you have to become in the process? That's the real story, and that's remarkable. We love to tell the story of women that are a few steps further ahead on their own entrepreneurial journey. They know exactly what it feels like to be where you are. So these women are not only paving the way for themselves, but they're also paving the way for the women that follow in their footsteps. This is Remarkable Woman Radio. Welcome to Remarkable Woman Radio. Today, my guest is Carolyn Banks, and she is the CEO of Venus, which is a business community designed to help you thrive in business. Carolyn runs this New Zealand-owned not-for-profit organization, and it's run by women, for women, and to help women thrive. So welcome along, and, and welcome back to the show, Carolyn. Oh, thank you very much. Happy 2021. Happy 2021 to you too. And how has it been? Has it got off to a great start for you so far? It's been a very busy start to the year, but a really positive and exciting start to the year as well because yeah. we've rebranded and moved into premises and done all sorts of exciting things. No, it's been great. I've loved it. Cool. And I'm looking forward to getting into those. So we're going to ask you all about that. But first, just run us back over the Venus journey over the last three years. Has it been three years now? Uh, it's been four years. Wow, when four years. 2017, I, um, I bought Venus over the, off the previous owner. In 2018, she became a charity. Yes. So, um, and then, you know, we've done the Business Women's Conference and then, of course, last year we had COVID um, to deal with as well. So all of those things have had an impact on the journey, but a really positive impact on the journey. So we are now known as Venus Business Women. Um, We've grown up a little bit. We've gone from bright pink to a gold look. Um, We have some premises and it's all about um, helping one another thrive. And that was really come out of COVID. We actually just moved everything straight onto Zoom and we really got involved with our members and, and vice versa. So I think the level of ownership from our members has gone up and it is about working together no matter what we're doing to help one another survive and thrive. So that's why we've made the tagline for this year um, to thrive in business. Brilliant. I love it. And I think it's so important too at the moment because of the challenges that are out there. And um, and I know when you, when you went on to Zoom, just how pretty stressed everybody became because they just, it was really unknown as they watched the world stop. It was quite an interesting phenomenon actually just to, um, just to see and just to actually experience. And, and no one sort of, no one was unaffected, which I felt which no. I found really, really interesting. Cool. The so, thing that I keep thinking, though, is by working together, you know, it's easier to get through things as a community than it is individually, and by pulling together, which is literally what we did, you know, we survived. And, and you know, some of our businesses and, and Venus thrived as well. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And I remember you you were running these Wednesday night meetings and it really was a great um, community get together to make sure everybody was on the same page with the same information and, you know, and they're up to date with HR things and tax implications and funding. And it was actually a really beneficial time in the Venus journey. 
has that sort of been part of the reason why you've decided to brand to really help her grow up as, as you sort of yeah. put it? Yeah, the whole idea behind the rebranding was, you know, pink is very girly and, and which worked for the business, but I'd always wanted gold. And actually I'd primarily not gone with gold because any graphic designer or anybody like that said, oh, gold's so hard to print. And then at the end of last year, I thought, well, bugger it. I want to go gold and I'm going gold. And I felt like as a business, we had stepped up and I felt like it was time to go gold. And I, and I actually said to one of our members when I was talking to her one day, I said, well, 2020 has not been the best year forever, but next year we're going for gold. And that was, as soon as I said that, it's like, right, we're doing it. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> and sometimes as a CEO, you just need to make those decisions and to believe in those hunches, don't you? Because otherwise you can take on board everybody else's opinion, but at the end of the day, they're not in your shoes, are they? And I'm, I'm actually always been a great believer in following my gut because every time I do that, it works out. You know, there's a, often a lot of growth involved as well. And there are times when I scare the living daylights out of myself. You know, there are sleepless nights, you know, <laughs> thinking, oh my God, what have I gone and done? But I always come back to my gut. And if my gut keeps telling me that it's the what to do, um, I do it because, yeah, my gut or my intuition has always seen me right and I trust it. What does it feel like? Because so some people, they think, I don't know what it feels like to trust my gut or my intuition. But for you, what does it feel like? Do you just have a knowing? Do you just have a real centeredness or do you just go just how does it present itself for you? Um, it's probably a real knowing and it's actually a peacefulness and calmness within as well. And you can listen to people tell you all the reasons why it won't work. And you might think, oh yes, I'm on the right track. But then in your quiet moments, your intuition keeps coming back and nagging you and it just won't go away. And the minute you almost decide, okay, I'm giving into it, we're going with it. It's just that trust in yourself. It's knowing it's, it's, it's a contented, safe feeling, although sometimes yeah. <laughs> that dissipates as you as you start doing stuff. And then you think, "Oh my God, what have I gone and done?" But you, ke I keep going back to that, and it's like my gut keeps telling me, and I just know that it's the right thing to do, and it will all work out. And it's, I suppose, it's about intuition, and it's about backing yourself and having faith in yourself. And really, when it comes down to it, my attitude is, well, if it's up to me, it's and that's what I want to do, that's what's going to happen. I know one of my daughters, because she had to make a big decision about coming back from overseas and everything, and she said in the middle of that decision-making was really stressful. And as soon as she made the decision, she felt like this huge weight had lifted exactly. off her shoulders and things just started to just pop into place. And um, and I think that's, yeah, I just wanted to clarify that because I think we, we all have our gut instinct. We all have our intuition. We all have that inner knowing. Um, but sometimes it all appears differently for us. And so it's great. Thank you for telling us about yours. So, Along with the changes in branding, along with the going for gold, you've taken another enormous step. So you trusted your gut and then went, oh, my God, what have I done? So can you tell us about this new big step that um, that you've taken? Well, Venus has always been a networking slash training and development company. And we've always gone to cafes and, and, and rented rooms when we've needed them. 
But post-COVID, the one thing that COVID showed me was the community really came together nationally and regionally as well. And I had a few personal changes as well that I decided to make, the sum total of which was that I was living on a boat and I decided to sell it and and move off the boat and really concentrate on Venus 150% because what people were looking for from Venus during COVID was much more than we were offering at the time, although we came up to speed fairly quickly. So to cut a long story short, I decided to look for some premises for the business. So we now have premises in Great North Road in Auckland. So we have a place for the community to meet. We also have offices, a couple of offices and a huge big boardroom. And the whole idea around that is it actually provides somewhere physical for members to meet. Um, and that brings them together even more. But as well as that, it provides them with um, places that they can themselves run workshops and they can come in and work in the offices here. Like, we have to charge them because, you know, we've got to pay for it. Um, but we're also doing it at, at a very affordable rate. Um, and it, it's about really taking that working together that collaborative idea and taking it that next step further and giving them actually a home, a place that they can call their own and a place where if they want to run a workshop, they can actually afford to do it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and in a place where it's familiar, it's safe, they've got a lot of support because a lot of our members are growing and developing their businesses. So having a physical place to meet actually also you know, just gives them so much more and it helps them grow and develop their businesses. So it's helping us help them even more. It's brilliant because, you know, the process of growing and developing a business also means you're growing and developing yourself as well. And and that can be scary at times, but having a, a centre for women in business to meet and a centre to be or a facility where they can extend themselves or they can just come and meet with other people that are doing exactly what they're doing, which is growing and developing their business. It actually gives them a focus because we all know it's quite hard to be your own boss sometimes, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know I can be my own. Hmm. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I mean, yeah, it is scary, but I mean, if you go back to the intuition thing, you know, I was paying out big amounts of money and moving into new premises and, and I'd lived on a boat, you know, so, and, and setting the premises up, I mean, I had to buy everything down to teaspoons. And there were days when I, I remember getting into bed one night and thinking, Carolyn, what the hell are you doing? You know, we've just come out of, well, we're coming out of 2020, global pandemic, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And you've just made this huge, big financial commitment. Are you mad? <laughs> so I decided that night to take sleeping pill and ignore myself but it kept <laughs> again coming back to my gut just kept telling me it was the right thing to do I like you know? it and it's and it's it's I thought well if it's down to me to make this work yes it'll be hard work but I can do that and yeah. I can make it work yeah definitely wow and so I love what you just said then because you had to actually just ignore yourself because you'd made the decision you'd done the big thing 
and now you're having all the self-doubt and everything, but now you just needed to ignore all the self-doubts. Well, it's not so much ignore it, it, it it's, it's sit with it. And, and it's the same thing when I was in the supermarket in Auckland when um, Jacinda Ardern came on TV and said that we were going into level four lockdown. And um, there were people running into the supermarket with panic looks on their faces. And I was thinking, oh, what does this mean? So I grabbed a bottle of wine and went home and watched Netflix because I thought this is actually too big to get my head around. And I knew that I needed to get out of the emotion, the emotion of panic and what does this mean? And almost get a good night's sleep and think about it logically, which I did the next day. And it was like, okay, what does this mean? And how am I going to cope with it? And how am I going to bring my business around? And what are we going to do? But by the time I got to think about it, I was over the worst of the emotion. Because I think sometimes if we make those decisions when we're in that fight or flight stage, you run the risk of actually making the wrong decision. Yeah, yeah. Or overanalyzing or overreacting. Wow. That's really- so it's not it's not so much ignoring it, it's just actually accepting it and sitting in it and feeling it, but getting through it. Brilliant. Hey, now tell me, you that's actually really good advice. And I really like it because sometimes we think we've got to make decisions instantly, but actually just taking the time and to and to actually just give ourselves just that little bit of space away from the major event, then we enable our ourselves just to sort of kick in with the and and hear what's actually really coming in you know, is, is from that, that intuition level. So I think that's really, really great advice. So, okay. So you've done that. You've trusted your gut. You've gone and got moved from a boat to the new premises. And now what direction are you taking Venus in now? Where do you see her going? Well, we are, we are more than a networking company. So we are now no longer Venus networking. We're Venus business women. And we are, it is, if you join Venus, it's about joining a community of business women, which means we expect you to give as well as get. Because when people come into networking or even they're looking for training and development, there's almost a, what can you do for me? And Venus now is, well, we can do all of this for you. But what can you bring to our community as well? Because it's a community is only as good as its members. And I mean, some of our longer term members are great contributors. They are the ones that have got experience business wise or perhaps even experience life wise. And they we can, you know, some of the newer, younger, not necessarily in the age, but people that are newer to business, it's like go and talk to this person. They're doing something similar to you. And listen, you know, it's about matching people up with people who can actually actually help them get down that path so and it is about it's about the community as a whole it's not just about Venus anymore it's about what we can do to help our member businesses but it's what can our member businesses help help us to do to help our other members as well so I often say to people you know with having a around the 800 members, it's like we've got this huge big library of knowledge and um, experience. So it's about drawing on that communally um, to help people. It's definitely, and I think it's a really good thing for women in business to actually ask for help. 
or I mean they want to give sometimes but actually just being able to receive the help as well can actually be mm-hmm. be really good and I know because I'm a Venus member and I have been now for a number of years and I just see the way people are very supportive of each other's businesses and they're supportive of the ups and the downs but also the way that they're referring and that they're helping people build because there's that trust element in there so and that actually strengthens the community as well because I mean I was just referring a couple of people today um friends were talking about oh they need an insurance person or something like that so I know immediately who to go to because Mm -hmm. I've got to know them I've seen the way they work I've seen the way they represent themselves so therefore I'm going to trust to send my person there because I want them to look after them the way I would look after them well, well, it's about it's about building long term business relate relationships that are going to sustain you personally, but also yeah. sustain your business as well. Yeah, and I think helping women grow and develop their businesses is so so important right now. So so. Oh, important. definitely. Well, I think yeah. I think uh, well, no, I I don't think I know. Women tend to be hard with on themselves. And as nurturers, women are quite used to looking after everybody else before themselves. And I had a catch-up with someone the other day, and she said, oh, I, you know, I want to, but a lot of women, you know, they want to contribute and they want to give. And then I said, well, okay, that's cool, but what are you doing, what are you giving to yourself first? Because it's like driving a car. You cannot keep giving and giving and giving you must actually receive, you know, because a car can't run an empty tank of gas. No, you need no. you need topping up. So what are you doing? Where are you putting your boundaries in place? You know, what are you doing to make all the things that you want in your life happen? And that actually involves setting boundaries and putting yourself first and saying no and doing things like that, which is things that a lot of women aren't good at. And I've heard too that a no can be a magnetic yes, because if you're saying no to something, then now you're allowing that thing that's meant for you to come to you as well. So I think that's that's really cool. And I know um, the other day I was driving along and I was, it was a it must have been a public holiday, and so it was very. Um, there was the trap. The the petrol pumps were really full at my local petrol station, and I'm like, oh, I just can't wait. I've got to get going. But because my tank was empty or getting close to empty, that's all I started to focus on. I started to focus on, well, will I have enough to do this? And will I have enough to do that? And will I get there? And, and the whole time I was, I was looking at, at that, I wasn't really focused on where I'm going. And so, and I often use that analogy when I talk to clients as well, because when their tank's not full, they can't focus on where they want to go. They can only focus on the problems that are in front of them. And then they seem to be more problems because now you're wondering, do I have enough of this? Do I have enough of that? So I think it's, I just like the way that the community is coming together to help people, A, fill their petrol tanks and in inverted commas, <laughs> but putting themselves first and think, that is such a good distinction because a lot of women that come and talk to me, they're going, oh, I don't want to be selfish. And it's like, "Mm -mm, no, you know, we use that airplane analogy. Remember, you know, when you are on an airplane, they don't say put on everyone else's mask before you. They say put on your own mask because otherwise you're going to run out of oxygen and Mm. not be able to help anybody else. So it's a great analogy. So is there a common myth in your business that you would like to debunk, you know, like um, about networking or anything like that? 
Not really. I think a lot of people would think with networking you've got to be an extrovert, but actually introverts do better at networking than extroverts because extroverts are talkers and introverts are, are listeners. And part of building any relationship is listening. And probably the only other one that I can think of is women are very emotional in business. And yes, they are, but when they learn how to manage that, they can actually that can actually work to advantage. It's about balancing the feminine and, and the masculine side. And it's about, you know, for me, it's about being a female and sometimes being emotional, but that actually also is really beneficial in my business because sometimes it brings me blinding ideas, you know, but it's actually running the business as a business and making some money and teaching some of our members that, you know, well, why can't you do that for for free? And it's like, because we are actually a business. Your responsibility is to nurture women in business, but our responsibility is also to teach them how to be business women. And all nurturing, all, all money, you know, that's got to be the balance. Definitely. So those are probably the two ones that I think are the biggest ones. Brilliant. Yeah, no, that is, that's really cool. And I like that. It has to be the balance. And yeah, because there's a lot of women out there that get really offended when you actually tell people, tell them what you charge. And it's like, well, we all have to eat. We all have to put food on our table. We all have to fill our petrol tanks. You know, there are things that we have to do. And I like that. It's very balance. So the questions that I always love to ask with Remarkable Woman Radio, because it's, uh, you know, a lot of people are focused on the destination which we have to be to sort of figure out where we're going. But it's the journey along the way that really makes us because when the proverbial hits the fan and all of that sort of stuff, that's when we really grow and develop the most. So when your comfort zone's really pushed or your boundaries are really, really pushed, how do you know that you're at the edge? And, and what do you cope with those sort of times? Um, we've heard about you um, watching Netflix and drinking wine, <laughs> and I like that one too. But what you know, like, is there any? How do you really cope in times like that? Well, I suppose being an ex-boaty and I had a yacht, I've always been about the journey rather than the destination. Because if you want to, if you want to get somewhere fast when you're a boaty, you get a launch, and you know, you turn the key, you put the hammers down, and go for gold, and the and you're there. But you know, with with sailing a yacht is very much about looking at the weather and the sails and the wind and and bringing everything together to get you to where you want to be and I think I've always been a little bit like that in life as well in fact I kind of like being on the edge of my comfort zone and I know I'm on the edge of my comfort zone because I almost get uh, I'm a little bit exhilarated it's kind of that it's like that enjoyable panic <laughs> um, but I also think those things through. Um, I, you know, I would even when I had the boat, you know, I would be thinking about okay, tomorrow I need to go to X place. So I would be looking at what the weather forecast was and and, and sort of planning in my head where I was going to go and how I was going to get there and, and what tack I was going to put the boat on. So that's pretty much what I do in business as well. And sometimes it would lead me to a different destination you know, because the weather changed overnight. So, but oftentimes I'd be sitting in a nice bay thinking, oh, I've never been here before. I'm so glad I came here because the other place I'd been to a couple of times. So, and, and I think that it's the same in business. Sometimes you end up, I mean, I never thought four years ago that I would end up doing anything about premises. 
Mm. Um, so, you know, I think it's very much about the journey and sometimes I think if you focus too much on the destination, sure, you'll get yourself there, but will you do you really want to be there? Or if you're working, making everything work around what you want to do, is it exactly what's right for the business? Um, because I think sometimes the best thing is to, well, listen to your intuition, listen to your gut, and, and listen to your clients as well. And, you know, get feedback from them because what, I mean, you know, there's the old saying, it's like, you know, you can have the best product in the world but if people don't need it you're not going to make any money <laughs> that's right that's so, so yeah I think it's you you do have to focus on on the um it's like the difference between goals and intentions I think you need to set the intention rather than a hard and fast goal because I think a hard and fast goal can sometimes limit you whether where the intention is to get Venus to be the point where we are the place where people women who are starting businesses or want help to grow and develop and thrive they naturally go rather than being you know setting a hard goal of you know being the biggest organization for women in New Zealand you know I, one will naturally lead on to the other at any rate and if we're not the biggest it doesn't actually really matter because the women that we've got are members. They're like-minded women that want to be part of our community, yeah. you know. So it's not about bums on seats. It's about getting the right bums on the right seats to get to a mutually beneficial destination, not just the right place. I, I love that. And I like that definition between the goals and intentions because I think intentions might actually lead you way further than what the goal, than the goal that you actually set. And so, obviously, when you were sailing and you didn't know what you were doing, because you were a new, you were new to sailing. Um, how did you cope when things got tough? I mean, how did you just learn? Did you just go to step by step? Is that what you were sort of saying there? That um, just try and pre-plan as much as you can, and then just take it step by step. So a lot about sailing is in the prep. So you know, you cannot. I mean, and you're dealing with things like the weather and the current. And, you know, those are two huge big things that affect what you're doing that you can't predict. So you do your homework. But it's also about backing yourself. It's about I always made sure that um, somebody knew where I was going and when I expected to be there. And it's also about, like, having the navigational stuff on board. But there were times that there was a couple of times that I found myself in situations where I'm like, oh, hell, how am I going to get myself out of this one? And it's, again, it's, I I didn't even know I had this in me myself, but what would happen is it's kind of like the emotion drained from me and the logic took over. And, and I remember thinking, you know, I was on the boat one day and I was being hit by waves and the boat's rolling like anything, and that which is really unnerving. I mean, yes. the dog went downstairs. She was like, <laughs> I'm out of here. And it was like, okay, looking at the weather, looking at the way the waves were going, which was way was I going to have to go to make sure the boat didn't roll, getting that way and then double-checking the weather and then double-checking my, um, my route and thinking, okay, well, I actually have to go a long way out and come back in. So, you know, the route was literally longer, but it was the safer way to go. And business is much the same. Sometimes, you know, things hit you and you're like, oh, oh, hell, I didn't expect this. So you've got to adjust the course. But if you still set the intention to go to point A, you can still get there. It just might have to be a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's again, it's about listening to your gut, 
and just thinking logically and how am I going to get myself there? And then celebrating with a glass of wine at the end. <laughs> Most important. I remember going into a bay once, funnily enough, called Shark Bay, um, getting into the uh, shelter of Shark Bay and thinking, ooh, that was fun, and <laughs> pouring myself a glass of wine, which I don't I, – I think I actually just almost – you know, inhaled it. <laughs> yeah, definitely, but I would have too. So if you could go back and talk to your younger self at any stage, what advice would you give her? Back yourself, believe in yourself, listen to your gut. And if you could have, this is a new question that I ask now, and I and I kind of really like it because it, um, I think if you could have dinner with three people, whether they're alive or dead, who who would it be and, and why would you choose them? Uh, the first one I'd choose would be um, James Cook because, mm. you know, from a sailing viewpoint, but also, you know, he really backed himself, jumped on board a boat. Everybody else was telling him he was completely mad. I had to deal with crew and half the crew were completely mad. He had to deal with pleurisy and all sorts of things and he saw all these amazing places and, you know, he was away for three or four years and went back and he was the toast of London, you know. And I'd like to have a conversation with him from a point of view, just a personal point of view, like why did you do it and what what made you think it was a good idea and what was the best thing about it? And then even, you know, from a sailing point of view, um, you know, they used to stick tie sinkers to bits of rope and put them over the edge to, of the boat to figure out, you know, like a lot of the navigation is based on work that he did over 150 years ago. And it's like, how how on earth did you figure all that out? You know, yeah. so, and he also used the stars a lot, you know, so just getting into his head on the why is probably, um, you know, I'd really like to have a conversation with him. And the other one I would invite would be the Queen, because I think, you know, she's in her 90s. She's got a lot of life experience. She came to the throne really young. I mean, she's, you know, had to learn a hell of a lot. And she has had to deal with every man and his dog. And <laughs> and and she's been through world wars. And, yeah, I, I, I would just really, you know, it must be sometimes a lonely job being the queen, you know. And, and how does she get through it? And, and there have been pluses and minuses, some watch of which we know and others that we don't but I think that would be a really interesting conversation and probably the last one would be my mum you know as I mean my mum has passed but it would be probably as someone who is running a business dealing with women um, I think a lot of the times I know what she would say but I'd really like to have that really adult conversation with her and I don't think I could have had it before now because I don't think either of us were adult enough to have that adult conversation <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I do you know I think if she was still alive I would I mean I'll always be her daughter but I think with running Venus and doing what I'm doing I think she would actually view me as more than just her daughter so mm. I would like to have that conversation with her and I think it would be probably I mean, it would be emotional because she's my mum, but I think it would be, a lot of it would be practical and I think a lot of it would, I'd learn a lot about her as well, that yeah. that I've kind of learned since she's passed, but it would have been good for her to be alive to have some of those, you know, 
deep and meaningful conversations. Definitely. Well, that would be a very interesting table. And I imagine your father, Keith, would be right there with you as well, <laughs> if that's the case. Well, I mean, I do have a lot of conversation, you know, since mum's passed. I suppose the not the, the positive about mum passing, but the positive with mum passing is with dad, we do have those conversations. Mm. So, yeah. unfortunately, with dementia, I couldn't have those conversations with mum. Yeah. So, making sure we, you know, there's probably not much deep and meaningful stuff that dad and I haven't covered off. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, such a cool dad. Okay, so my last question for you today, Carolyn, and you've kind of answered it in lots of different ways, but what's most remarkable about what you do and who you are? So I ask this, as you know, because a lot of women don't own who they are and what they're doing. They um, are looking to others thinking they've got something that they want, but really we've all got everything inside of us. And so I love to just see what people's answer is. So what's most remarkable about you? I think the most remarkable thing about me, and I learned this, I had a breakdown in my early 30s, was my survival instinct. My survival instinct has got me through a breakdown, has got me through businesses, has got me through almost killing myself on the boat. Um, it's got me through a, a lot of things. So I think it is, yeah, I think it's my survival instinct and my ability to actually, even when the proverbial hits the fan, I can always, somebody said to me, my sense of humour, and it's something that I notice is about myself as well. It's, you know, even, dare I say it, even after... Um, mum passed and we were dealing with that it's about balance you know and I think the sense of humor comes into it and it's it's about you know like stepping back and being able to look at the big picture so maybe more my sense of humor it's my um my survival instinct and my ability to stand back and look th at things objectively lovely and see the positive and negative yes and that's not easy to do and the okay. fact there's only one of me. <laughs> and that's remarkable. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us. It's Carolyn Banks, CEO of Venus Businesswoman. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Mandy. Thank you for listening to Remarkable Woman Radio. For more episodes and more details of today's show, please go to remarkablemindset.com. Let me ask you, what makes you remarkable? Oh, 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 oh,